Welcome to the Mostly Podcast at Night, episode 192, The Omen. It is the greatest podcast of all because no human being will ever solve it. That's weird. I read a bunch of taglines for this movie and that was not one of them. That was the best one I found because the other one that I found, well, the main tagline for this movie, um, excuse me, did not really suit us. So, I mean, the main tagline is... What, you have been warned? Yeah, like, you have been podcasted? It doesn't work. You have been warned about this podcast? I never add. That I usually, wor- just, that I usually works. just swap. Don't add. I swap. What's wrong with adding? I don't know. It just seems... It seems too much. It oh, my seems, God. It seems like we're adding things. Addition is apparently a bad thing here. It is, because... Well, how do you feel about subtraction? I'm for subtraction. Oh, okay. You're just One prejudiced. less podcast host just... would be just great. Oh, really? Would it? <laughs> One you, less audience member? You know, member? why don't you just, you know, take it upon yourself to finish this episode I then? I meant me. I didn't mean you. <laughs> don't think you need me, per se. No, um... Yeah, I, I don't know why. I always just usually swap a word. I don't usually add unless I have to. But, yeah, I guess you could be, you have been warned about this podcast. That's so lame, though. It's like. No, it's not. You have been warned. They've been warned about us. That that explains a lot if they've been warned about us. They steer clear of us. Oh, that's bad, isn't it? That is pretty bad. Oh, okay. I like that we're the greatest podcast. I mean, didn't you like that? Be like, we're the greatest podcast. Because no one will ever solve us. Not even Sherlock fucking Holmes will solve us. Not even Sherlock fucking Holmes. No, yeah. We've gone past Sherlock Holmes to Sherlock fucking Holmes. Oh. He's more badass. Okay. What about Watson? Fuck that dude. He's just a doctor. <laughs> He's an army doctor. We don't trust him. Oh, okay. He's a military man. We don't trust military men at this podcast. Do we? I don't know. I have military men in my family. Yeah, I, don't, I do too. And I don't trust them. <laughs> I know them, and I don't trust them. Hi, Chaos. Hi, Carnage. How have you been? Happy Turkey Day. Happy Turkey Day to you. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. I do not wish you happy Thanksgiving. Chaos does not wish you happy Thanksgiving. I say happy Turkey Day, even though I eat turkey, but happy day. For, For our American listeners, it was technically Thanksgiving. Chaos does not like thanksgiving should you want to tell the people why you don't like thanksgiving gas well no it's just i'm not a holiday person plus true, there's like the whole genocide of the native americans to consider um i still celebrate that part <laughs> wow just kidding. i'm kidding obviously any kind of genocide i celebrate no that's just wrong that's just wrong. That's probably why we don't have, you know, a big base. Because of my murderer's ways. Mm-hmm. I've killed them all. I know. I've noticed this about Damn us. It. Every time we get a fan, it's like, there they go. <laughs> they just disappear. <laughs> they just disappear off the face of the planet. Uh, and you would think they just stop listening, but actually what happens is that Carnage kills them. You know, I was hoping he had like 10 Buddy where he like gained followers after he did everything. You know, before no one really wanted anything to do with them. But he gained followers after. So I figured if I go out and kill people, we'll gain followers. It hasn't been that way. It's kind of been an opposite effect. 
Yes. And I apologize for that. It's probably because I'm not as scrummy as Ted Bundy was. I don't get that. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> Like, I've heard that from people, but I don't see it. I don't either. <laughs> he looks I, like I, a dork to me. He looks a pedophile to me. <laughs> Looks like a serial killer to me. I don't know. I mean, I, he does not look like a trustworthy human being, but... I would not be getting in his car. Actually, I wouldn't get anyone's car, though. I don't trust people in general, so... No. Too much true crime reading there. Too much, yeah. Too I much true crime, yeah. would pick up a hitchhiker, though. Yeah, you often threaten to when I'm in the car with you. That's right, I do. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should watch that movie, The Hitchhiker, and then I'll stop picking up hitchhikers. I did watch the movie The Hitchhiker for the um, my 31 movies of Halloween of October. Did ya? How was it? I've never seen it. The did, one from 1945? Yeah. Did The Hitchhiker kill the people? No. I don't know. I've never seen it. Obviously. I just remember reading the book The Hitchhiker where The Hitchhiker did kill all the people. So, But that book came out in the 90s and it was teen horror fiction. So... Oh, uh, see, this was not. This was like, actually, I think I said 1945. I think it was actually 1954. I like to confuse my numbers a lot. Um, like today, where I said Cindy Lauper is 86 and she's really 68. Yeah, that would be one of the. No, you said she was like 45. I first I said she's 86, and no, then, you first you said no. First I said 86, but you weren't listening. I was like, I'm just kidding. She's really like in her 40s, and then we looked it up, and she's 60. <laughs> yeah. At least she's not dead. I mean, come on. Worse. Um, do you want to tell them who we are and what we do? Or do you want <sighs> to kick me point, the, I think the they car? know, but we are they mostly podcast at night. Oh, sorry, mostly. Seriously? Well, I thought you said they knew who we were, so I don't know. We are two best friends loosely <laughs> of twenty Ouch. years. Who bicker soul. and banter our way through a different horror movie each week. We take turns picking the flicks so you don't have to. We pick them for you, our lovely audience, because we want to share them with you. Sometimes we pick them just because we want to annoy the other person. Because that is how our friendship goes. It lives in the hashtag Marianas Trench of Hate, where we MMA-style fight when we don't see eye-to-eye on movies because we have our very own octagon down there where we duke it out and um spoilers ahead and expletives ahead we've already had some expletives but more more are coming probably did you ever see my show notes speaking of the marriage trench of hate about last last episode scream four no i said actually same because the the tagline was new decade new rules new podcast and I said, technically, actually, same old podcast, and have there ever been any rules? There are no rules in the Marianas Trudge of Hates, nor in the Octagon. There is, however, a you break it, you bought it at the yarn barn. So. What do you possibly break at the yarn barn that's made of yarn? No, besides, only a basher would go in a yarn shop with a 10 on breaking things. I'm just going to say, you know. Well, yeah, but how do you even break something made of yarn? I don't know. I bet they could, though. There's a yarn barn in the Marianas Trudge of Hate. There is. We love it. Most people have to pay triple, but I only have to pay double. This week... Did you do spoilers ahead, right? I did. Okay. This week we did uh, The Omen from 1976. It was 
done in 1976, like I just said. It was an hour and 51 minutes long, and it got a 7.5 on the IRDB scale. What about the tomato meter? So glad that you asked, because you see the tomato meter is certified fresh at an 86%. Critics' consensus, the omen eschews an excess of gore in favor of ramping up the suspense and creates an enduring, dread-soaked horror classic along the way. Audience score, 80%. Nice. Yeah. Do you want to do a little casting? Let's talk about the cast. Casting couch. All right. Robert Thorne was Gregory Peck. He was in To Kill a Mockingbird, The Boys of Brazil, and Roman Holiday. Catherine Thorne was Lee Remick. She was in Damn Yankees, The Running Man, but the one of the 60s, not the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. And Days of Wines and Roses. Um, Damien was Harvey Stevens. He was in Gogan the Savage, and he was actually, the only other movie he was in was The Omen from 2006. Oh, he was in that one? Yeah, a little cameo as a tabloid reporter. Nice. Mm -hmm. Um, Jennings was played by David Warner. He was in Titanic, Tron, and Star Trek... (laughs) Star Trek? (laughs) Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Oh. I love him. I love him. He's an awesome actor. Mrs. Baylock was Billy Whitelaw. Uh, She was in Quills, The Dark Crystal, and her last movie actually was Hot Fuzz. Oh, nice. Which we love that movie. And Father Brennan was Patrick Trotton. He's Doctor Who. He was the second Doctor. He was in Jason and the Argonauts and the Gorgons. Nice. Yes. Um, Do you want a short little summary? I would love one of Chaos's famous five-second summaries. Child turns five and becomes super spoiled and evil. And things just went along normally for the parents. Same rottenness, different kid. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Real nice. Carnage doesn't like kids very much. Obviously not. Carnage likes some kids. Not very many. Carnage will also speak in third person for the rest of this episode. Apparently. That's not annoying or anything. Is it? Because Carnage doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) Carnage doesn't give a fuck about anything. No, Carnage doesn't give a fuck about anything. No, just Kate. Should we go really into this? Yeah, let's talk about it. So we've got um, Robert Thorne. He is an American diplomat. And his wife, Catherine, she's not anything special. She's just his wife. What the fuck? <laughs> what she is. Damn you. Damn you all to hell. <laughs> That's just rude. She doesn't have a title. She's not a What thing. did you call her? Broadmare? Broodmare. Brood she's just his broodmare. Just there to give him kids to be pregnant in the kitchen. Yep. Barefoot and pregnant. They are living in Rome when she gives birth to a boy. Um, Robert has is told that the infant dies has dies like immediately, and um, Father Spiletto, who is the hospital chaplain, <clears throat> says, "No, no, it's okay. Um, we have an infant whose mother has just died in childbirth." So you take that kid and it'll be like nothing happened. And Robert goes, oh, okay, that's a great idea. You know why? What? I'm not even going to tell my wife. Seems legit. So they name him Damien. (laughs) They were originally going to name him Danlin, which was the name of the writer's 
friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they didn't want to do that to the writer's friend, so they picked a different name. Um, and they picked Damien, which forever cursed the name Damien. Yes, it really has. <laughs> because ever since then, everybody thinks that the name Damien is somehow associated with Satan or like the Book of Revelations, and it's neither. Well, yeah, but anytime you see a little rotten child, you're like, Damien. Damien, demon spawn. It's like a common, you know. Okay, maybe that's just me that says that to children that are back. <laughs> no, I've heard other things, though. You know, like, when you when you see a child that's acting out, Damien. No? I have not come across this personally, no. Wow, okay. I am on an island all by myself with hating children today, apparently. And calling them demon seeds. <laughs> um... So then we skip ahead five years. Robert is appointed ambassador to the United Kingdom. Uh, soon after. Wait, we got to talk about that for a second. Oh, okay. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. So they moved to London. It's not quite five years yet because Damien's still about a toddler. Yeah. Say toddler age. They're going for a walk on the grounds. Just Catherine, Robert, and Damien. And his little pull along toy doggy that he can ride yeah you see robert and Catherine for like 10 minutes talking no damien at all they're by a river <laughs> oh he's just behind us no he's not <laughs> cps should be involved at this point you don't <laughs> let a kid i don't like kids but i know you don't let kids just hang out like especially little toddlers near right, rivers near a river it's like a Russian river. Like a child that age could drown in like two inches of water, like mm-hmm. you said. And, but no, let's put it in your five feet of river that has got a little waterfall and it's rushing. Yeah, seems legit. They really didn't want a kid. I mean, it was really just a creek, but still, it was a it was a deep creek, and the water was rushing. I have swam in shallower creeks than that, <laughs> and you know I have because you've been with me. You have, yes. I know you have. Um, I was high and drunk at the time. It was okay. <laughs> was no big deal. No big deal. No big deal. My birthday it was her birthday. She was under multiple <laughs> under the control of multiple substances. It's fine. It was fine. It was just water was involved. No, it's fine. She's gonna go swim. She's like completely out of her mind but no swimming sounds like a great idea we had like the gallon jug of lynchburg lemonade yeah oh best birthday ever i keep wanting to recreate it i know right but we're so old now when it was like 20 years ago nothing says you have to have a boring birthday at any age it's true this time though if i fell in the creek i think i'd break a hip though i'm just saying i'm that old you dove in what do you mean fell <laughs> I sort of fell. You dove. There was diving. It was like, oh, look, there's what? Oh, there goes Carnage. Yep, she's in the water already. Wow. Oh, wow. She doesn't even have a swimsuit. Nope. She didn't have a swimsuit on. You shut your mouth, you liar. I don't remember that at all. I just remember you were walking along and all of a sudden you were in the water. And I was like, (laughs) what the hell? I didn't see a swimsuit. Anyway, <laughs> back to the movie. So back to the movie. 
are we at? Um, oh, now flash forward to five years. So now flash forward to five years. It's Damien's fifth birthday. <laughs> what a birthday, man. Man, right? <laughs> Surrounded by kids you don't know. But there's a merry-go-round. But think, you get a present from every single one of them. There's a little mini roller coaster you can ride. There's a mini roller coaster. There's like a bouncy, not a bouncy hassle, but like a bouncy platform. They have like a raft. It's like, like they a, blew up a raft. I've seen those before. You <laughs> haven't seen those before? I've seen the houses. I didn't see like the raft Oh, yeah. It's, it's just like a like a raft, kind of, like, like you said. Yeah. But yeah, it's a bouncy one. Um, usually they have sides so that if you bounce off of it, you don't go anywhere. That's kind of why the bouncy castles are the one, or the bounce houses yeah. are the ones that are popular because you can't go like bouncing right off the side and like face plant in the mud. This the sixties things were a little looser, goosey, yeah. goosey, goosey back then. Yeah, yeah, back when they you know lawn darts were a thing. So <laughs> obviously you know they just played fast and loose with loose with children's <laughs> lives back in the seventies. So much better back then. Yeah. <laughs> but um anyway he had a carousel like like a legit carousel like oh, yeah. i don't know how they got it there no like clowns and clowns and <sighs> so much stuff just anything you can and think reporters, of because he's an ambassador so of course the reporters are there that's where we meet jennings right and he's like a he's like a millionaire the, the thorn is so so damien's like the heir to a millionaire <laughs> And, um, so he's, and there's like a random priest there too. Is he there then? Yeah, the priest is there. Oh. He doesn't say anything. Is he just watching? He's just there. I like, didn't but him. the, um, photographer takes a picture of him. I think he does say something to Gregory Peck, but I can't remember what. But Gregory Peck just kind of brushes him off. And the reporter takes a picture of him. Um, but the major thing that goes on at this party... Is it how he shows up? Oh, no. No, not <laughs> what I was thinking of. I was thinking... A doggy does show up. A doggy shows up. And um, the nanny is holding on to Damien. And she sees the dog... And something passes between the dog and the nanny. And the mom comes and takes... Catherine takes Damien. Mm -hmm. And the nanny goes inside. The next thing we see is the nanny's like up on the roof of their huge estate. And she goes, Damien, look at me. Damien, Damien, it's all for you, Damien. And she plunges off of the roof and hangs herself. Oh, it's so great that when she hangs herself, she actually goes backwards into the window and breaks the window, too. Where, like, it's a maid epic. is cleaning in the room that she goes into. And yeah. the maid screams. And then and then all the people below scream. And and uh, Catherine hides Damien's head. And we all scream here. Everybody screams. And the reporters are, like, clicking pictures. Of course they are. Because they're tabloid jerks. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, we need a new nanny. New nanny's needed. Mm-hmm. Clearly. Um. You have Balak, Mrs. Balak, that comes, but no one knows who called her. Yeah. Because they just assume like Catherine or Robert just assume the other called. Yeah. Like, how'd you get here? Oh, the agency sent me. Evil incarnate. Evil incarnate. It was funny because um, this character was actually supposed to be 
a very warm Irish nanny mm-hmm. originally, but they liked the way um, the actress performed her so well as like being cold and evil that they stuck with it even though she she kind of broke the picture they were trying to go with this idea that nothing is blatantly supernatural um because they didn't want they wanted everything to be like is this really happening or is robert thorne going insane right and so they kind of didn't want her to be so obviously evil because that kind of breaks with the idea they were going for but she just did it so well that they kept it they just loved it it's better for it that way i almost think it's better that way than the the subtlety screw subtlety i like an evil nanny see i'm i'm the other way i enjoyed mrs blaylock a lot don't get me wrong but um i like the idea of not being able to tell whether this is really happening or it's all in robert thorne's head Hmm. But anyway, I'm just, um, no, I'm just thinking because the the we find out the hmm. it'd be quite a happenstance with Catherine though. It couldn't all be in his head because first she, well, we'll get bored with that later, I guess. I'm not gonna go. Yeah, we'll get into it. So Robert's actually visited by the priest. Um. He's always got these camera people around him all the time. Jennings is one of the tabloid, you know, reporters, basically. But uh, Brennan visits Thorne in his office. And he's all about, you have to accept Christ as your savior. You have to drink the blood. Your wife's in trouble. You know, harbinger of doom. Yeah. Gets kicked out. Um, Right. And he even infers that Damien isn't human. And that his mother is a jackal. Yeah, the mother is a jackal. He actually gets that out before the uh, the secretary and a security guard bursts in. But Thorne kind of brushes it off. But that's when Jennings gets pictures of him again. And Mm -hmm. as Jennings develops these pictures, you see Brennan with like a rod through him. Like it's a weird shadowy rod. Yeah. That whatever picture he takes, because he later takes another picture of Brennan at a rugby game, mm-hmm. and it gets darker, and it gets more real. And it just, it's like, why the hell is that happening? Like, it's its not the camera, because it's different cameras, and it keeps happening. Right. Um, because, yeah, Brennan shows up again to, at, like, a rugby game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't you see a whole lot. You don't see a whole lot in between the time, but I mean, you see Baylock. Is it Baylock? Am I saying that right? Yeah, Baylock. Um, you know, she's trying to tell Kathy, no, Damien doesn't want to go to church. Damien throws a fit when they get to the church. Yeah, they're going to a wedding, and they they're like, um, I don't care what a five year old wants to do. We want him to come to the church with us. He's coming to the church with us. But when they get to the church. Uh, Robert gets out of the car and he goes to get Damien out of the car and Damien just totally goes wild and throws a fit. And this is actually where, how how the actor who plays Damien got this role. Because in this, this scene, the director told him, um, attack me. Because he wanted to see how the kids would attack Catherine. And um, 
Harvey Stevens, who played Damien, just like totally went for it and uh, attacked his face and kicked him right in the balls, <laughs> which I just thought was great. Yeah. And that's when they told him that's his Damien dye his hair black and yeah, put he, some contacts in. And he actually had like curly blonde hair and light eyes. And he was like, OK, that's our Damien dye his hair. Put him, give him some contacts. Perfect. Perfect. Um, so these little things happen in between, and we finally get to the rugby match where the pre shows up again. Well, doesn't the wildlife park happen first? Oh, shit, I think it does. Oh, yeah. It we does. gotta talk about the wildlife park. All right, yes, we do, even though. Do you wanna talk about it, or do you want me to talk about it? I can talk about it. Okay. So it's this great drive through safari, basically. And I wish we had these around here today, but not really. Which they used to have. Yeah. And they used to have them not so long ago, but I don't think they ever had them around here. No. No, they never had them around here, but... But anyway, it's just Catherine and Damien, and um, the first scene where we see it, you know, she's got him an ice cream, and he's going up to see the giraffes, and the giraffes are so cute, and they're just eating, and they're just doing their thing, and... They're just being giraffes. Yeah, and Damien looks at them, and he's staring at them, and all of a sudden, like, nope. We're fucking out of here. They, they run just, off. They just nope the fuck out. Um, so then they get back in their car and they go back to the, the, the drive part of the safari, whatever you want to call it, zoo. And they get to the baboon enclosure. And there are a lot of fucking baboons in this enclosure. A lot of fucking baboons. Yeah, and it's not even an enclosure. They're just driving through the park and there's baboons like everywhere. Yeah. They're not they're not separated from the car. They're just like there's just like um somebody speaking over a loudspeaker like keep your windows closed, the baboons bite. Yeah. Like no shit. They look like they bite. Yeah. These fucking freaky ass monkeys. Oh my god. But um yeah, we we were reading trivia about this and there's definitely conflicting trivia. So the the baboons end up attacking the car. Mm-hmm. Like massively. And I guess what you found out is they starved them the day before. Yeah, they didn't feed them at all the day before the shoot to make them hungry Mm -hmm. and then put food around the car and on top of the car to get them to come to the car, which worked. But then to make them angry, um, they put they put two little baby baboons in the car. So they were separated from the from the parent baboons and that made the baboons angry. And they just lost their shit on this car. Yeah. And there is some lore that, and it hasn't been proven either way, because most of these people are dead. But there is some lore that one of the zookeepers that was trying to calm them down after the fact was actually ripped to shreds by the baboon. Oh, no, he was eaten by a lion. Oh, he was eaten by a lion? Yeah. Okay, because there was things that it was the baboons that killed him. So there's lots of little, like, different, like, the exorcist had some curses the omen definitely had some curses too well that was um totally up to the production team like they were totally encouraging that they were releasing stories left and right about so-called curses on the set about bad things happening they were totally playing it up so there's a lot of stuff that will be um given as like 100 percent truthful trivia for this movie that there's no way to confirm whether it really happened or not because the production crew was just releasing so much shit, so much bull, like head-on collisions. Uh, the IRA bombed Donner's hotel. I mean, just lots of stuff. Like, well, which a lot of this, as far as I could tell, that happened. Yeah, but that's not like it's. I, I mean, do you really think there's a curse related to like 
attached to the omen. No, it was just a coincidence that that happens. There was another one about the special effects artist that after they finished this movie, um, the next movie he went to go on, he and his girlfriend were working on that movie, and he was injured and she got beheaded. I mean, that's not a curse. That's just unfortunate fucking circumstances, you know? Right. So, I mean, just lots of shit like that. Yeah, but it was... It was uh, coincidental because she had worked on the beheading. Mm-hmm. And then she got beheaded. Yes. Yikes. Yikes on bikes. <laughs> anyway, so we got the safari park. And that's when um, we're at the rugby match, I think, at this point. At yes. the safari park. And the priest pulls him aside and says, I need five minutes. It's about then, your wife. Your wife's in danger. Sedately walks away. Like, he's not in a rush or anything. We could have done five minutes now, but, you know, we're around people. And, yeah, that's when uh, Jennings gets a picture of him yet again, which I love it. The priest doesn't even, he's like, yeah, you take my picture. I'm a model. It's cool. Yeah. I'm a model. You know what they say. <laughs> so he actually goes to meet the priest. Like, I would have ignored the fucker. I'm like, sure, yeah, I'll see ya. No. Uh, but the priest does tell him that, you know, Damien is not, he's born of a Jekyll. Mm-hmm. he's not of well they knew he wasn't Catherine's but he wasn't human um he tells him about this this poem yeah a poem that's supposed to be from the book of revelations it's not by the way okay i was gonna say i don't know my bible so is it from exodus instead no it doesn't exist so book, in the bible. I know. okay <laughs> they made it up for the movie everything was made up for this movie people think that all this stuff really happened or came from the bible no it was all made up the writer, the writer, the best part about this, too, is the writer wrote this because he wanted a trip to London. He'd never been to London before, and he yeah. wanted a trip to London. And he says, like, <laughs> he said consistently, like, I did this for the money. Right. I, w- I needed the money, so I did it. And, and I trip. wanted to go to trip on a trip to London. <laughs> Which, that's not the worst idea. I think we need to write up a screenplay. Something about London. We want to go to London. Let's go. No? Yeah, why not? We'll figure something out. We can write a screenplay for a Armageddon-ish type of movie and <sighs> then get a trip to London out of it. I'm, I'm there for that. Sweet. Join um, our TED Talk for more interesting tips and Definitely. <laughs> he he also tells Robert that Catherine is pregnant. Yes. And um, that Damien won't let him keep it. Yes. Because he will kill his unborn sibling as well as his parents because once he is... once. He will kill Catherine, and then once he is the sole heir to the fortune, he will kill Robert. And that because he is the son of Satan, and he Satan wants money. Robert's money and power. We should say too, because we this was brought up earlier in the movie. I guess Robert was college roommates. This is relevant later. College roommates with. The president, the president of the United, United States. States. So it comes for all of it later. They're like really good friends. They're old friends from college. They're super buddy buddies still to this day. Yeah. They're like BFFs. BFFs. Like chaos is to carnage. Sometimes. <laughs> of course. Anyway, um, so he tells them all about this and. Uh, he, so, you know, Damien must die. Right. Well, the priest must die. Yeah. And the, so the priest then leaves Robert to his own devices, which then Robert goes home, 
finds out, yes, Catherine is pregnant. She wants him to talk to her psychiatrist. She doesn't want to have well, any more kids. And the priest dies here before right. that happens. Right. Yes. The priest does die. Is that an important part? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, he, there's this thunderstorm. And he's trying to get to He's trying to get into church. a church. And the lightning rod from the church gets struck by lightning and falls and impales him. And it looks just like the um, pole from all the photographs yes. coming impaling through him. So then Robert goes home, finds out, Catherine tells him she's pregnant and she wants him to talk to her psychiatrist. Which while, so while he's talking to psychiatrist, psychiatrist like, she wants an abortion. He's like, no, no, no. She's my, my mare. She's got to be pregnant and barefoot in the kitchen. But luckily while this is happening, while he's having this really interesting conversation. Luckily, <laughs> luckily sorry. Not maybe not luckily. Luckily for Catherine. Um, not she's, luckily. <laughs> She didn't want the kid. I'm just saying. She's on a chair cleaning a plant or watering a plant or feeding a plant. Something with this plant here. Doesn't she have maids? I mean, we saw she had maids Maybe earlier. she really likes to garden. I don't know. <laughs> it's the first time I see her touching anything green. Anyway, Damien is riding around a, like little Danny Torrance in his tricycle. Yeah. And he's just going in a circle, circle, circle until Mrs. Bailac opens the door. And he starts gearing down right to Mommy. Knocks her chair out. Down go the goldfish. Crash. Down goes mommy. She holds on to the railing as long as she can. He just stares at her. He just watches her grip slowly loosen and until she falls. How many stories did she fall? Two and or crashes. Three? I don't know. I thought it was only like two, but maybe it was three. I, I don't know. It didn't look like it was that far. I would say probably two. And they did use it as an optical illusion, so they didn't do any kind of stunt work. No, it she was refused strictly... to do the stunt. Right, because... um. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say why, unless you know why. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You go ahead. Um, because, oh, you know what? I can't remember the lady's name if you remember her name. Chick from The Exorcist gets thrown against the wall. There you go. Chick from The Exorcist. That is her official name. Chick from The Exorcist. Um, the mother. I can't. I, I can see it in my face, but I can't. I can see it in my face. I can face. see it in my mind. You know, her face, but... Uh, but they were supposed to basically pull a stunt, and they went against her wishes, and she actually had back injury for the rest of her life. Like, yeah. bad. They, well, they were famous on the side of The Exorcist for doing, like, stupid stunts that hurt people, so. Yeah. They did it to Linda Blair, too. Um, but this one permanently. Permanently? Permanently. Fucked up her spine, yeah. Ellen Burstyn. Even still today, it's fucked up her spine. So, yeah, um, Leaf refused to let them do this to her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they it, and it's actually cool. When you know it's an optical illusion, if you look at it again, they did it. It's really well done. It is really well done, yeah. Because yeah. it looks like effects. they just, yeah. But she loses the baby. Aw. Mm-hmm. She's going to lose it anyway. Just saying. Just makes it quicker. Well, she also breaks her humerus. Uh, her arm, whatever. And Collateral con- damage, okay? Concussion. She's like bedridden in the hospital. Collateral damage. Terrible. Collateral damage. <laughs> Terrible. Um but <laughs> but it's interesting because um the psychiatrist tells Robert that she's having these fantasies that Damien is an alien, that Damien isn't her son, that Damien 
you know, is evil. And it's like, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Catherine's a lot more perceptive than anybody's given her credit for. Yeah. Well, that's when, you know, so they're talking in the hospital and um, that's when Jennings basically calls for Robert. He needs him to come over and he shows him, we first see too, he shows the nanny Holly. Like we didn't see this photo before, but he has a picture of Holly before anything happens to her. Yeah. And she's got like this rope almost around her neck, like a, like a thread around her neck in the picture. Mm-hmm. And it matches perfectly to when she hung herself, the picture of that. And then he, of course he shows her father uh, Brennan's pictures with the spike going through him. And of course the real picture that he happens to have. You know, because, mm-hmm. you know, the coroners let him on the set first. Yeah. And then he shows that him a picture of himself. Yes. When they're in Father Brennan's flat. Yeah. Yeah. And he's actually, it's like him in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And it's actually got this weird black um, line, like, going through his neck. Or across his neck. Yeah. And well, and here, okay, so here's part of the thing where it's he, Father Brennan had cancer all through his body and he was high on fucking morphine. Mm-hmm. Which, if you didn't have Baylock, it could be like, well, maybe he was just so fucking high he came up with this story on his own. Right. You know, so that could have led Cranians to the, but then you could become, okay, so that's, that could have been happening. It could have been in Thorne's mind because the priest said it, but the priest was higher than a kite and didn't know what he was talking about. But then you have Catherine who, falls okay that's circumstantial but then later while he's with jennings so he and jennings go to rome but while he and jennings are in rome Catherine gets knocked out the hospital window when she's getting ready to leave mm-hmm. that's a little sus like the first one okay i could chalk that up to being in your mind but how do you explain the second one though without the it, the evilness beside it you know the evilness i'm just saying if you didn't have baylock if you took baylock out of it completely yeah how would you explain her falling out the hospital window yeah, right. Less in the mind then at that point. But yeah, that's what happens. So Jennings and Thorne go to Rome. They try to go to the old hospital, but it's burned down exactly five years ago or five years ago. All the birth records are gone. That's where the fire started. In the records room, yeah. And and it enveloped the um, neonatal maternity wards. So that's gone. Sus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But they, the one father that was there that he remembers is still alive, sort of, kind of. Half alive. <laughs> Quarter alive, really. He's at this, like, retirement home for priests, almost. Yeah. It's where priests go to die, the nurse basically says. Yeah, basically. So they head out there, and he's got, like, half a face, doesn't talk, can point, mm-hmm. and can barely write. Mm-hmm. But he gets them enough that he tells them where the mother's resting places yes it's in this old etruscan cemetery the etruscans I don't trust them. can't trust them can't trust the etruscans them. and that's where baby baby thorn is buried too yeah and they dig up both graves because well they dig up the mother's grave and it's a jackal yeah a skeleton and he's like, okay, well, well, if it's if we dig up the baby's grave and it's an animal too, then maybe my son is alive somewhere. And the guy's like, don't do that. You don't want to dig that grave up. And he just immediately goes and, and pries off the stone to see. And there's his son 
little baby boy skeleton, well, baby skeleton, with like an obvious huge hole in smashed into his skull. Bad father, bad father killed him. Yep. Bad father. Bad father. He's a priest. Like, mm-hmm. how do you get that bad? Like, what did you do? I, to turn I think you killed an infant. Well, I no, obviously you did something bad before you killed the infant. You know what I mean? Like you turned somehow to go from Catholicism to, you know. Well, the other priest was a disciple of Satan, too. He had the six's birthmark, so. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. But anyway, they barely get out of the cemetery alive because all these doggies come. Nothing wrong with doggies. A pack of Rottweilers come. I love Rottweilers. I do too. The adoption rate. They are such sweet dogs. They are. They really are. And I thought that this movie would have demonized them more in people's eyes, but like you just said, adoptions for Rottweilers actually increased after this movie. Which is surprising to me. And then birth rate went up too, which surprised me too, because I would have thought birth rate would have gone way down. Yeah. Never know when you're going to have the son of the Antichrist. Right. So, in chaos. <laughs> um, so they make it back. They make it back from the cemetery. And this is when Robert calls Thor. Uh, Robert calls Kathy and tells him to get to Rome. She's getting ready to go. That's when Balak shows up at the hospital room and yeets her out a window basically would you say i would say defenestrates her right out of that hospital window yeah. yeah she lands um on top of an ambulance crashes through the um the ceiling of the ambulance and dies on an ambulance stretcher appropriate yeah so thorne gets the call the next morning and so they instead decide to go to Jerusalem. Men- yeah, to Israel. Megiddo? Yeah. Megiddo? Um, Megiddo. Thank you. Um, because he wants Damien to die now. Right. He, he blames him, of course. He goes to meet Carl Bugenhagen, an archaeologist and expert on the Antichrist, who explains that if Damien is the true Antichrist, he will bear a birthmark in the shape of three sixes. Which is probably behind his hair, because Robert's bathed him every day since he was a kid. Not every day, but... Well, you know what I mean, like, he's bathed him, so he knows what his son looks like all over, you know? Right. There's nowhere that's what, that's what he's he hiding Carl. a 666. Um, but Bruggenheim gives you these, these daggers, these special seven daggers to kill his son with, and how to kill Damien. Yeah, he's got to do one dagger through the heart. Mm-hmm. That's the anchor point for the cross. And then he's got to do a cross on him with the rest of the daggers. Is there really that much room on Damien's little body to do I this? No, that's what I was thinking. That one dagger looked like enough for like the whole arm. I'm just saying. Well, Thor then changes his mind. It says he's not going to kill a little boy. And he throws. He chucks knives. Who chucks <laughs> knives like that? He chucks him into like a sand pile. Or dirt heap. And Jenny's like, well, I'll go kill him. I have no problem with that. It's my man, dude. Right there. No compunction about killing a child. He's like, Love yeah. Him. He's like, fine, I'll do it if you're not man enough. <laughs> Poor Jenny's, though. Truck somehow 
slips into neutral, reverses or rolls down a hill, and the plate glass window slides out of the truck and beheads him. Decapitates him, yep. Now, do we think a plate glass window would really decapitate somebody like that? It wasn't going at that high of a speed. It was maybe going five miles per hour. I think it would have probably broken on his neck and maybe cut the shit out of him. Yeah, I think it could have. I think it could have broken his neck. I don't know if it could have decapitated him. I don't know if it was sharpened. I don't know if it was moving fast enough to decapitate him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jennings dies. And it's enough to spur Thorne to get the knives and go home and kill his son. Yep. That would have been a good end to the story. Yep. But no. It's not. So there's a big fight with him and Mrs. Baylock. Well, after he locks Demon Dog into the basement. He locks Demon Dog in the basement. <laughs> he he cuts Damien's hair and finds the sixes. Yes. And then um, as he's just like the dawning horror is enveloping him that his son is the Antichrist. Mrs. Baylock attacks him from behind and they have an epic struggle. It's pretty good for her. Like she's fucking fierce yeah she is well she's pledged to defend damien with everything she has as we clearly see what is that the anti-trinity again the satan the antichrist and, and the false prophet is she is she the false prophet no okay she's just the, who's the false prophet i don't know they never say <sighs> questions okay continue sorry um so they have this epic fight. He manages to knock her unconscious and he gets Damien downstairs where he gets attacked by her again in the kitchen. Love it. And um, she manages to get out a um, skewer and he gets like a fondue fork. <laughs> and she tries to skewer him, but he manages to get control of both of them and he stabs her. Excuse me. Stabs her on either sides of the neck. She looked like Frankenstein with those things coming out. She did. And she pulls out the the little fondue fork, but she's not able to pull out the um the bigger skewer. the The handle breaks off, which like cracked me up because I was like, it, the implication was if she had been able to get it out. She would have been able to get back up and attack him again. And it's like, no, you would just bleed out faster. And I I wonder, too, like, I've never been stabbed with anything. We'll have to ask Joe about this. But my question is, (laughs) is like when you're stabbed with something, is it just gut reaction to try to take it out? Even though you know it's going to bleed harder when you take it out and it's the worst thing to do it. Is it gut reaction? that's That's what every movie that I've ever seen would seem to imply, that your gut reaction is to pull it out. But... When Joe got stabbed in the temple with that dart, yes, he did not immediately go for the dart to pull it out. He did was he... screaming in pain. Did they have to go to the hospital for that? No. What did they do? They pulled it out. That dart was meant for me, folks. <laughs> I just dodged it. It was a dark time. I was in, I lived in Indiana at the time, so I wasn't there for this, but... Yeah. It was a dark time. <laughs> it was a dark time. That's for sure. Well, at least Just Joe's okay. So that's all that matters, right? Yes. Our dear Just Joe survived well, we'll relatively to, unscathed. We'll have to ask somebody. Next person that we know that's stabbed. Like, what was your inclination? Was it to take it out right away? Yeah, because I remember Joe was just screaming in pain. He wasn't trying to rip it out or anything. Yeah. Like, okay. Maybe it's not an inclination then. 
I think a lot of that is just Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, he gets Damien in the car and he floors it and they take off for a church. Now the police, there's always like a police guard at his house. Mm-hmm. So they see this. And they take off after him and they call for other police to follow. So by the time he gets to the church, there's police hot on his tail and he manages to wrestle Damien up onto the altar and is just about to stab him when the police come in and they say, put the knife down or we'll shoot. And instead he raises the knife to make the killing blow and he gets shot. End scene of funeral. When they're at the funeral for both Catherine and Robert, it's a joint funeral. Yeah. Sad. It is sad. And the president's there with his wife holding Damien's hands. Yep. He's now the first son. And Damien turns to look at the camera and he smiles because he's got what he wanted. Um, yeah. All right. So that was an interesting flick. (laughs) <laughs> no, it was good. I enjoyed it. I didn't think there was a whole lot of slow burn to it, even though I did like that off mm-hmm. okay. when they were in uh, Jerusalem. I think, yeah, like, just for a few minutes. I was like, I don't even think I was gone that long. No, you were only out for a few seconds, and I was like, "Is she sleeping?" And I'm like, "Hello," and you're like, "Whoa, was I sleeping?" And it was just a few seconds. <laughs> it was, and it was just because we just had lunch too. So every time I. <laughs> Every time you feed me, I just get those. I know we were we were both like we're both like snuggled up under blankets. We're we got full bellies. We're watching a movie. Your inclination is to it, nod it, off, you know. So, but yeah, I, there wasn't really a whole lot of slow burn for me. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I, this is my first time seeing it, so yeah, I'm glad you liked it. Um, do you have any more trivia? Just what I think I gave. I don't think I missed any of my trivia, did I? Because I know I talked to you a little bit about it beforehand. Please I don't hold. think so, but I was just checking because I wasn't sure. Um, no, that was my only trivia. You had, um, yeah, the other ones you were going to do, you had, so. Um, so. I just have a couple little ones. Like, the film's title was changed twice. First, it was going to be called The Antichrist. Then it was changed to The Birthmark. <laughs> Do you know why it was changed? Um, Yeah, because they were, when they were filming in Rome, they had posters up saying that they were filming the birthmark and women didn't want their birthmarks filmed or something. So they were like, (laughs) so they were like, yeah, no, that's not going to work. So they changed it to the omen and then that just to, so people would stop complaining and then it stuck. (laughs) Um... I know Charlton Heston was originally considered for Robert Thorne. William Holden, Roy Scheider, Dick Van Dyke also all turned down the role. Dick Van Dyke regretted it, too. He did. He was he called it stupid to turn it down. He was pretty stupid. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but but uh, William Holden ended up playing the role of Robert's brother, Richard, in the sequel, Damien Omen 2. Mm. Um... 
Gregory Peck's son committed suicide shortly before filming began, and that was why Gregory Peck actually took the role. I forgot I read about that, because he wasn't there for his son. Because he wasn't there for his son, and his agent suggested he throw himself into his work to kind of get past it. Yeah, because he was actually about to retire. Yeah, he was. He was very close to retiring. Which he should have, because he was too old for this role. Oh, stop. That was No, no, no. That was my biggest gripe throughout this whole movie. He was 60 when he took this role. Okay, 60. that is kind of old. To have I a didn't newborn. Think he looked 60, though. I thought he was playing he, Yeah, lo- but he had those Halloween jeans. He was like, playing younger. It's not like he was playing He was a playing like 52, man. though. I mean, come on. He wasn't playing much younger. So he could still have a kid. I mean, he's 50. He has a, he has a daughter. Whoa. He has a <laughs> wife who's like 20 years younger than him. It happens all the time. Now, yeah. But I, I don't know. It was just kind of like... It just felt too old. Like it felt too old. See, I didn't get that at all. I just was just like oh, he looked Gregory like Grandpa. Peck was awesome. And I do. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I love Gregory Peck, but I was just like, I don't know, miscast. I felt like, but he was very good in it. It was just kind of he funny was to really me. Good. <laughs> um, the very first nanny was Jack Palance's daughter. Was that really? Yeah, her, her real name is Holly. Her she was Holly, Holly in the movie, mm-hmm. and Holly. I saw that that her name was Holly, and she was Holly in the movie and Holly in real life too. So, yep. And Jack Palance went on to narrate the Omen Legacy, which was a 2001 documentary about the making of the movie. Um, Lee Remick's reaction to the baboons was real. She was really terrified of those baboons, and I would have been too. Yeah, don't blame her. The score won an Oscar. Um, it was the only horror film to ever win an Oscar for its score. And, um, Ave Satani was nominated for Best Original Song. Um, composer Jerry Goldsmith almost didn't go to the Oscars because he had been nominated for so many, but he always lost and he didn't want to face losing again. But then he did end up going and... This was his only win so far. Well, I think he's dead now, isn't he? Don't tell me I killed him off early. So I assume he's still alive. Maybe not. (laughs) Um, I like that David Warner kept his severed head until his divorce, and his wife got custody of it. Oh my god, that's hilarious! (laughs) That was all my trivia. Okay, all right. Well, um, do we do fan fiction first or? Fan fiction. Okay, I've got a little bit oh, of fan wait. fiction. Oh, wait, we rate first, then we do fan fiction. Yeah. Sorry. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, this was my pick. So I'll rate first. Um, I like so much about this movie. I love the practical effects. I love the fact that it was set in this, well, it was set in the 70s it was made in the 70s um i just love that style of filmmaking mm-hmm. that was popular in the 70s um i love the cast i love the story um i love that it does have that edge of until the end is it real or is robert nuts and then, um, uh, so I would give it, I give it a nine. 
Nice. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go high. That's fucking high. I think the the elevator in the hospital actually cranked it up a notch for me. That helped <laughs> the score. No, I'm just kidding. I do love the sets. Oh, and course. I love the score. Yeah, and the score was good too. Um, I enjoyed it. I don't think it's as high as a nine, but I did enjoy it. So I'm probably gonna go an eight point three one two, which is still really very respectable for me. So yeah, agreed. Um, now do you want a little fan fiction? I would love some fan fiction. There are actually 12 fan fictions that are crossovers and they're crossover with the nightmare on Elm street, the Bible, twilight, because everything is crossover with twilight, mm-hmm. uh, Buffy the vampire slayer and Harry Potter, Harry Potter. And we're going to do that one because God damn it. It always fucking filters me out the mature ones. So apparently it's mature. Oh, nice. Um, I don't know why this always filters me out. What would happen if Harry Potter went to Hogwarts with the son of Damien Thorne? Yeah. Um, That's the story. Okay. It's got six chapters. Whoa. And it was last updated in 2014. I don't, it's not done. It's got reviews. Wait, let's check out these reviews. All right. Your story very good. Please return it and finish it. When's the next installment? That was in 2015. <laughs> oh, and then there's three reviews by the same person. So, okay. oh. very cool. I would still love to see Snape cursed and his face ground into fire or rocks due to being a rude to the little boy and his father. Well, that's just rude. We like Snape at this podcast. Yeah, we do. We're Snape fans. Fuck you. <laughs> do you want to pimp us so we can get the hell out? Yeah. Um, we are the Mostly Podcast tonight. We are the part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network. Morbidlybeautiful.com is your place for all things horror. Um, check out. There will be a link in the show notes. Check it out. You may find a podcast that you like almost as much as us. Uh, we're on all the social medias. If you want to connect with us, we are on Facebook. We have a Facebook group that is moderated by our social media, Maverick Maverick. We are on Twitter and Instagram. And we are on good pods and what's it called slasher Slasher. the social media uh platform for horror fans so hit us up there we are at podcast at night everywhere um you can email us at podcast at night at gmail.com we would really appreciate your support in the form of a review it really helps us out it helps us to get new eyes on the podcast which we really appreciate um or just you know tell your friends about us too your friends that listen to podcasts let them know that you listen to an awesome podcast and they should check it out too uh, if you've got some cash to flash, you can check out our Threadless store that will also be linked in the show notes where we have all different kinds of merch for you to check out. Some logo wear and some inside jokes. Oh, Anne. Oh, Anne. <laughs> uh, so that's it from me, Chaos. I'll just say thank you for listening and stay bloodthirsty, friends. Good night from carnage and as always we're filmed in front of a studio audience of sleeping cats man they're all sleeping they're all gone